already masturbate a lot, but now it's going to, I'm just like, upping, who upping needs the a skincare Annie. routine who needs when Botox? you have a I vibrator. just masturbate. I know. But guys, I'm sorry, but my, my, my nutritionist told me to, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and goodbye. Oh my gosh. That sound, speaking of Disney, that sounded like a Disney song intro. It's hello and goodbye. <laughs> Let's get down to business. Oh Lord. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Guys, welcome. My name is Leanna. I'm Jared. And we have an amazing guest on the show today, Jenny Giles. She is a holistic nutritionist and health coach, and she is fabulous. We had a, just such a fun interview. Yes, all around uh, cool, sort of badass mom. Hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was like, oh, do I have to shower? I'm not going to be camera ready. And then she showed up looking so glamorous. Like so amazing. I know. <laughs> come on. Come on, Ginny. <laughs> we see you. We see what you did there. So guys, we're going to keep this intro nice and light and short for you so we can get right into her interview. But we wanted to update um, really quick. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click the five stars. Yeah. You know, say yeah. something nice. What do you like about the podcast? If you don't like anything, if, don't say anything at all. Yeah. If you don't have anything <laughs> nice to say, rate and review another podcast. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, guys, we really need your help. So please rate and review for us. And then go check out our Patreon account, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. It's $3 a month. You can support the show. It helps us keep doing the show without ads. Yes. So if you want it to continue to stay ad free, you gotta help us out, mm -hmm. go sign up for the Patreon and everybody who's already a patronage. Patron. Patron. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. AKA Patron, as you said the one time. Patron. Yes. Yes. Okay. What's your update? Because you said you have something fun to say. Oh, okay. So, well, so first I need to give an update from last week's episode. Yes. Where you sort of appropriately called me out. I, I sort of confessed to ghosting you, I someone. know. I didn't call you out, but you felt so guilty about it. You were like, I, I ghosted someone. I confessed to ghosting somebody when I sort of shut down my whole dating life recently. There was someone I had been talking to and I didn't really close that loop. And you gave me some great advice which I tried to follow. And I think I almost wrote the text like to the letter, to the way you said it on the Good. episode. So I texted this person and I said, hey there, it's been bothering me that I just dropped off on you. I was never really sure if you were interested and around the last time we hung out, I was realizing some things and decided it was best for me not to be dating right now. Just wanted to close the loop and say you are a lovely person and wish you the best. And she wrote back, thanks, Jared, no worries. I was interested, but I'm just a lot more careful these days. And sorry if that came across differently. You are awesome, and I wish you the best, too. Oh, I love that. Isn't that nice? Yes. Yeah, so that was an update on my life. Other than that, uh, as listeners know, there's nothing happening in my life <laughs> other than working and training for this stupid triathlon. I did, um, I did a mini triathlon yesterday. And how did that go? Uh, I was like up until like halfway through the run portion. So I swam a mile, I biked 40 miles and then I was gonna, and then I ran nine and a half miles. Wow. Up until like mile 
like five of the run, I was like, I am killing this. I am so ready for this triathlon. Like I am like just everything's going great. And then just hit a wall. Yeah, everything was not going great. And so I'm still figuring Did you finish out. it? I did. I did a little walk run at the end, but I'm yeah. like, hey, you know what? That's Who fine. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Um, oh, also you're coming with me. Yes. Should we talk about how the fact that we're a couple now? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> we're taking our first trip together. That's not, this is not our first trip together. Yes, it is. Well, we went to LA for that concert and stayed well, in LA. But we didn't really go together. I drove separate. And it was like a one night thing. This is like a legit, like we're driving out to Utah That's true, together. and we're staying for two nights. And we're staying for two nights in yeah. separate beds. Yes. And you also helped me hang some lights. You performed the boyfriend role. <laughs> oh, and that's true. Anyway, guys, we're not together, but. Yeah. We're, we're I don't know. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be really nice for me. I appreciate you coming with because it's gonna be nice for some, like I need to get like dropped off at the athlete area oh, at like 5 a.m. or oh, something. Lord. and like. And to have someone there to like... Yeah, I want to take pictures for you take and pictures cheer you and on. Help me out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'll, I'll watch you while I'm eating. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, but since I don't have a lot going on, I wanted to share something interesting with you and the listeners, right? And so I want to know what your thoughts are on uh, a new study that just came out. Mm -hmm. Okay. The study is called... I saw him first, competitive nonverbal flirting among women, the, tactic, the, the, the tactics used and their perceived effectiveness. What? So here's what, this is like, a, this is a, it's in the journal uh, Personality and Individual Differences, which is like a pretty es esteemed psychology journal. And so um, it examines how women competitively flirt against other women after laying claim to a particular man. What? The study indicates there are about a dozen nonverbal flirtatious behaviors that women engage in to caution other women that a potential partner is theirs. <gasps> what are they? Well, what? Oh, so, do you want me to guess? Well, so yeah, I, I, I okay. have the top there, wait, five. There's nine? Oh, there's top five. Okay, so yeah. I have to guess five of them. Yeah. Okay. So, like, so this is your out on the town or something like that. Or like, let's say a bunch of people are at a wedding or okay, something Okay, like and somebody's with their guy. And then, or- Or you start talking to this guy and you're really like, you start talking to a guy at a bar, you guys are vibing a little bit, then you like step away and you come back, and then you see like some other girl is trying to talk to him. So then okay. you need to sort of get back in there and signal like, hey, back off. And by the way, just for folks, like this was a study, like it's a heterosexual sample. So this was like a very small study, first study of its kind. It's narrowly applied. It doesn't apply to all people, but go ahead. Okay. Um, arms crossed. So no, it's kind of like what you're doing like with the guy. Oh, like oh, oh, nonverbal with the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, hand on arm touching him is the number one okay yeah. i mean kissing so it's no, that's, a, that's a good get touching him initiating eye contact okay like with him like getting smiling him to look getting at him you, to smile hugging him giggling at his jokes <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then butting in like if she's oh. talking to him like you know like i that's very interesting yeah Competitive. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Huh. 
I would, this could be a new segment where I pull like social psychology research and and just we do a little we do a brief little thing like this. Totally. Listeners, if you're into it, let us TMS. know. Yeah. <laughs> um What's happening with you? Okay, well, I think last week I had said that I was talking to a couple guys on Hinge mm -hmm. and that I was in like that matchmaking service. Mm -hmm. So um, I did go on another date with a new matchmaking guy and um, we will probably hang out again. Mm. Um, he was he was nice and um, yeah, it was like I had a nice time. And then the one guy, so remember last week we were talking about like how soon is too soon, right? Yeah. And I was saying like, you you want to, like the goal isn't to have like this wild like passion in the beginning, like that's not yep. the goal. So anyway, this other guy, literally we got done recording and I had asked this guy, you know, what are you looking for, blah, blah, blah. And one of them was like, I just really want that wild, Passion. He's like, I just right away, it's just everything's there and I we can't get enough. So I asked Jared and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like literally, this is, this is the universe testing me. So Jared helped me formulate um, how to say like basically like, hey, you know, yeah, it's really great to have like that kind of chemistry, you know, for myself, like I'm really, um, that's important to me, but I'm really looking to take things slow right now and, mm -hmm. and you know, in all aspects never heard from him again <laughs> wow so i mean i think that was like his veiled way of being like i'm like looking for a hookup i totally agree that I, yes uh, and i think that's kind of a fuckboy move yes because he was trying to position it as like oh my god i just feel this overwhelming connection to you but like really he just kind of no or he's so deep in like needing that drug that like yes. he was like, oh, you're not gonna I don't, be. if she's not, if she's gonna go too slow, then I yeah. can't get what yeah, I Yeah, like you aren't selling this drug, I'm moving on. Right, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, so then the other guy, we have been chatting on and mm -hmm. off. Um, I had a really great FaceTime with him and he's actually not gonna be in town for a few, a couple more weeks. So we actually haven't even met. So that's a little scary to me because mm. I already feel like there's a connection building and we haven't met yet. And so that's scary because there's FaceTime chemistry, but like, you never know, like demeanor, how yeah. someone carries themselves, like it just changes. Um, I, I, we've had a couple conversations because I felt some anxiety around it um, because I can feel myself kind of liking him and me having to chase a little bit mm. and him kind of like wanting me around but like not pursuing me as much. Mm -hmm. um, but we had a really great conversation. I, I, I just basically was like, hey, listen, this is what I'm, this is, this is what's happening and it, this is how it makes me feel. And I just can't be in the position anymore where I'm gonna be pursuing anybody. So I said, so why don't we just wait till you're here and then we'll go grab coffee. And he like called me right away and he was like, hey, listen, like, I am so sorry that like you've been experiencing anxiety. Like I would never want that. He's like, basically he's got this, this, this. I mean, he's got, his life is crazy I'm right sure. now. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, of course. His life is crazy. And I've been trying to keep that in consideration, yep. but it's hard, you know, where you're feeling the anxiety. So anyway, he was like, I, I like you. And I mm -hmm. just, he's like in the past. So here's the opposite in the past. I've jumped right in and he's like, and I really don't want to do that with you. Hey, he's cool. like, I want to, I want, I don't want to do that ever again. He's like, I mm. want to take things slow. And so that has been kind of his pullback mm -hmm. is making sure we don't just like 
dive right in. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so I think we'll can keep talking. I might see the matchmaking guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'll keep you guys updated. See, that's so interesting with the one guy because what if you were still like stuck in this place, like my advice was going to be my unsolicited advice was going to be <laughs> um uh like kind of like set a rule for yourself like okay i'm only gonna reach out like and, and normally I, i'm against these kinds mm-hmm. of things but like just because you're like we have this time like buffer mm-hmm. before he gets here and i i get it i would feel the same way like i don't want to get too invested mm-hmm. and get my hopes up and now i'm like talking to somebody every day for like three weeks and then you meet them and you're like oh no way like that's the worst right yes so it's gonna be like set a rule for yourself and like you know like in my version it was like you don't necessarily need to like tell him about it Mm -hmm. but you're just managing it on your own of like i'm only gonna you know text him like every three or four days or something like Mm -hmm. that but instead you talk to him about it and it sounded like he responded really well so yeah he did and i um yeah so i'm excited i mean i don't know i'm probably gonna have some anxiety moving forward but now that i know where he's like here's what i appreciated mm-hmm. so in the past right when i brought up my anxiety i've had partners and been like okay i'll do better i'll do better this is what i'll do i can reassure you more okay but he was like hey here's why i'm doing this yeah here, here's where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. And I'm like recognizing that and I just need it for like boundaries and he- I, he's like, I want a healthy relationship. I don't want to just jump into something. And, and you know, it's just so refreshing yes. to hear that. That's so cool. So um, it wasn't just immediately, well, I'll do whatever you want, right? Yeah, yeah. Which so. is the sort of people pleaser that you know is going to result in resentment totally. later, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Exactly. Can we also talk about, so you mentioned I helped you hang the lights in your office. Yes. Which is, for people who don't know, is critical because Leanna's office is also her hookup spot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great, right? So, like, if you live at home, especially with your parents, you know, you need to, like, you want to have a place to go on a date if things are going well. Hey, yeah. let's have a glass of wine, maybe make out a little bit. And yeah, so, let's just say there's a lot of guys that have been here. Well, a, not a lot. Not there, a lot. If we're, we're yeah. It reminds yeah. me of in college, <laughs> I lived with, my junior year I lived with my close friend Joe, and we were like in a double room, you know, like you are. And, but we lived in this weird like dorm that had been like a small hospital at one point so it had all these like weird twisty turny things and somehow we figured out that like as you're walking to our like wing there was like right before you got to our room there was like a quote-unquote study room it was just like this like where the hallway got wider and there was two doors on either side and there was like a desk in there but both doors locked from inside of that study oh. room. And like you could still get to our room through another door. So you weren't like blocking anything. So that was your hookup spot? Yeah. And so when one of us was in the room and the other one, we would like, you just bring like some blankets and stuff like that. Hook up in the study room. Which in college, like I feel like everyone's doing stuff like that and you don't mind. Yeah. Well, but. I'll just say, I mean, I do have condoms here. Good for you. And Be a little lube. Yep. And a couple of vibrators. <laughs> Ah! 
You're like, it's really more of my sex dungeon <laughs> that I sometimes use as an office. Oh gosh, I hope none of my clients listen to this. <laughs> anyway, all right, you guys. Well, uh, we hope you enjoy the interview and we'll see you after. Okay, so our next guest is a holistic health coach and nutritionist and creator of Five Minute Healthy Habits, where she shows how simple strategies and bite-sized shifts can create lasting changes in your health. She's the ultimate balance of a nutrition coach and irreverent mom of two that will never try to convince you a bell pepper is a bun. (laughs) She has 10 years of knowledge and is experienced, her, her experience dialed in and simplified to get you from sluggish to stronger, lighter, healthier, and more energy and less stress. Please welcome Jenny Giles. Yay. Yay, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. D- did I say your last name correctly? Giles. Okay, good. <laughs> I keep on forgetting to ask before this starts. Um, That's actually funny that you say that because it's normally spelled with a G, but I had so many mispronunciations over so many years that I said, Oh, you probably it. got gil- gills or yeah. Giles. Yeah. Giles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to simplify it for everyone. It's Jenny Giles. And it's made it things a lot better. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love it. Even before, like, we had the conversation or whatever, and they'd be like, okay, Jenny Giles. You know, I'm like. Oh. <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you on. We definitely have not done an episode like this. So you are first to the game and bringing on something super exciting. Um, You know, so I want to just start with, you know, how did, tell us a little bit of your story, like how you got into this lifestyle and, and how this became your, your career. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I would say I'm, I'm a least likely candidate for this because I grew up in Texas and I was on a coffee carb and casserole diet for most of my life. I'm going to throw in cocktails too. Nice. Um, A lot lot of C words. Um, But yeah. And I just, I didn't, I didn't really think much about food. I didn't care much about food. I, you know, it just wasn't something I was tuned into. Mm. Um, And I moved out to California and ironically started working for shape magazine. Um, How did that happen? I, I got a job. It's why I came out. I got a job out here. I really wanted to work in the magazine okay. industry. And um, so I worked for a publication that had a bunch of it. it, had Shape Magazine, Men's Fitness, a bunch of those. But I was like, so not like, not into it. Like I would love that now, but was not into it at all. And I remember the girls that I'd go have lunch with, they'd go you know, to the salad bar and whatever. And I was like, I just, can somebody take me to Quiznos? Like, I, just, <laughs> I need the bready this because this is not what I want, you know? Um, anyways. And so I, you know, I was just in my twenties doing, I was working, I was doing real estate and not taking care of myself, you know, drinking tons of lattes and not eating throughout the day, a lot of croissants and whatever. And I was having what I, I would have said, I felt fine. Mm-hmm. you know, it was fine, except that I was totally exhausted. I had terrible chronic allergies and sinus infections. Um, I had a bunch of stomach stuff. Mm. They put me on acid blockers because they thought maybe I was at the beginning of an ulcer, mm. um, which was all just anxiety stuff. Right. Wow. So I, that's my stuff. I have a lot of anxiety 
issues that I've worked through, but it was all kind of manifesting in my stomach and all of that. And again, like I didn't think those were things. I was just like, Oh, that's just being an adult and being alive. Um, but it really wasn't until I got pregnant and my lovely gynecologist was like, you know, here's a list of things you may want to eat. Maybe don't want to eat while you're pregnant. And it was like, what? Like things that I put in my body actually affect me. Um, and this person that I'm growing, um, which is interesting because the doctors I'd seen before on some stuff never brought up nutrition. Mm, or food. Really? Right? Uh, wow. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. What about stomach yeah. stuff? Never brought up nutrition. No. So it was all, and that's, it's common. It's like, um, a lot of Western medicine, unless you're doing like a functional doctor, will they get into blood work and what you're doing? But it's more standard Western medicine. will just say, what are the symptoms? How do we, Suppressing. Yeah, and like, yeah, like, what's the pill we have for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's like common for us to do too. It's like, well, how do I solve this quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it just wasn't it. What that wasn't what they were leading to. It wasn't like, do you think maybe your job is super stressful and you're crazy stressed out? Like that. Was, those words were never uttered. Um, which is a lot of the reasons why I do what I do mm-hmm. because we find out. Some people think, oh, I need to cut out this or I need to cut out this when they really find out it's really more mm-hmm. here. Um, anyway, so my gynecologist said, Hey, give me a list. And, you know, something as simple as like not supposed to eat deli meat, which I was eating regularly all the time. And <laughs> you just broke Leanna. I, I, I think you just talked Leanna out of ever having kids where you can't eat deli meat while you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, this year I was reading this list and I was like, what? Why do I can't I eat all these things? And then, but just, once I kind of put my toe in the water, uh, then I couldn't get out of it. It's like once I understood that what was so wrong with our food system and why I was eating food, but I wasn't, I was completely malnourished. Mm. Um, and once I really learned that, that I was just feeding myself all, you know, no vegetables and mostly just carbs. And it was really fighting to, you know, be healthy. Um, it was really, really hard. Mm. Um, and what didn't feel good. So I kind of went down that path. I was, I had two young children and I really wanted to, um, kind of share, share the love and the knowledge that I knew. And so I joined Jimmy Oliver's food revolution, um, ambassador. Program. Nice. I loved that show. I was so obsessed with that show when it happened. Yeah. yeah. And when he like pulled the truck of sugar and showed how much sugar everyone's. Can you explain Jamie Oliver for those of us that don't know who or what that is? Yeah. Okay. So Jamie Oliver is a, um, a food network chef basically, but he's from the UK and, um, you know, had a really successful couple of shows on the food network and then kind of became kind of an advocate in the UK and thus wanted to bring that to the U S trying to teach kids how to eat more real food and less processed crap. And really he's advocating in the UK a lot. Like they, uh, started the soda tax, like they were taxing unhealthy Mm. things to try to minimize people, you know, having their hands on these things. Um, anyway, so he brought this TV show, which was kind of like, I think ABC, maybe is that right? I think so. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like in the (laughs) eighties. I mean, I'm in my (laughs) forties. Um, no, it was a pretty successful show. We're basically went into small towns in Texas and tried to, you know, revamp their pantries and kitchens and things like that. Um, and really teaching kids how to 
cook. So that's how I came into the picture. So as an ambassador out here, there was kind of a group of us and we would teach in schools. We would teach in, um, you know, local school gardens and just things like that, teaching really, really basic things for kids and just introducing them to vegetables, you know, kids that maybe had never even seen spinach or, you know, knew a, a French fry came from a potato or just things like that, that um, really educating that. So, you know, that's kind of like at my core, what really got me inspired to do all this. And then it kind of grew into um, a blog and where I was teaching more classes and holding, you know, speaking at different events, things like that. And then I started taking one-on-one clients. Hmm. So, so, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. Okay. So what is it that I just kind of want to know, like, what does your lifestyle look like now? I mean, completely different. So obviously I have a different job. Um, and you know, my days are not filled with this just kind of rushed from one thing to the next and food is a priority and my mental health is a priority. Like Mm. I rarely miss a morning meditation. Mm. It just doesn't, you know, it, (laughs) yeah, it's, um, I mean, it changed my life in so many ways, but really, really helps, um, with anxiety and something I really talk to clients about too, because just setting your day off in that way shifts the way the rest of the day goes. Um, and maybe if you guys, yeah, do meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a meditator too. And I actually, um, yeah, I agree completely. And that's kind of, I was sort of thinking of a a similar question, like really wanting to hear more about, you know, it sounds like for you, your journey was one of kind of pairing like holistic nutritional kind of physical wellness with your own journey of kind of like healing and coping in terms of like anxiety and other mental health stuff. So like, how did those two things like, like what was the journey for both of those things, I guess, from like there to now? Meaning like separately how my story, but then how? I guess so. Yeah. Like, so yeah, cause it sounds like as it sounds like they both kind of happened simultaneously for you. Like oh, right. you started recognizing and eating better and also doing this other stuff to address your mental health. So like, I don't know if you can just walk us through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it all kind of like came together and I guess that's kind of, that's why um, it's holistic, right? Because it, it mm. can't just fix one. What is it? Cog of the wheel. You know, it all goes together. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I I couldn't just stop, start eating better and expect a lot of the dominoes to fall for the rest of my health mm-hmm. my body, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like, you know, they say to you that you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet, which is, it's true. You can't just start exercising and expect all the other pieces to fall together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, for me, it was like, I just had that one piece kind of tip me in that direction. And then slowly over time was adding different things um, mm-hmm. into my life. So, you know, it's been an over 10 year journey. So I would say just things grew over time, which is again, kind of what I teach with the five minute healthy habits, which is I'm, I didn't try to overhaul my life overnight. Yeah. Right. It was like just one little thing at a time to kind of shift and whatever. And I try to take on really, really small things and try to encourage my clients to take on really, really small things. Mm-hmm. We have, um, 
small wins because the more that you have those small wins, then they grow and you have more confidence to then take on something else. Because if you keep taking on things that are too big and fail, then you don't want to take on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that so much because I think, you know, it's so funny. I, I think I made like a post. I'm So I'm a yoga teacher too, you know. And I think I made a post about this like a long time ago, like as a yoga teacher, you're supposed to like meditate and then like do asana every day. And then you're supposed to like eat really healthy and you're supposed to like be really spiritual and you have to do this and you have to do that. And like, we cannot possibly all do those things. You just cannot possibly do them. And even like, if you're not doing any of them, then the prospect of doing them seems just completely unobtainable. Mm. And so why even start? Yeah. Right. So I love this idea of like the five minute and I would love to hear more of like what that looks like for you. But like, even, you know, for people that say, well, I don't know how to meditate. I'm bad at meditating. Well, there's not really a right or wrong way to do it. Just try it for two minutes, Mm -hmm. five minutes, Mm -hmm. see what happens, you know, Um, do yoga for five minutes. Just try and take, you know, eat something healthy today. See how you feel. You know, I think I think part of it is we just put so much expectation on ourselves as a society of like what's right, what's wrong. And the truth is, is like as lo- if you're like listening to yourself and you're feeling better, then that's what's right for you. There's not going to be the same like recipe for every person. Uh, I love that. And that is, I mean, it's so true. Um, and it's why it's, you know, it, it can be frustrating when you do hear that, like, you know, a, a plan that can work for everyone because it really doesn't, you know, everyone has Mm-mm. different jobs, different timelines, different, just so many different things. And you're a yoga teacher. You love yoga. I do too, but there might be somebody who that's not their jam. And so yeah. I'm not going to put them on a plan to do yoga if that's not going to feel good to them or yeah. them in any sort of way. And like the meditation, like there's some people that just can't get there, don't want to do it. And even if it, you know, yeah, just do a five minutes or do something like that. And it's like, then scrap it. Then we, you can just close your eyes and think of three things you're grateful for in two minutes and then get out of bed, you know, like just love it. What's the, what's the common denominator of like, yeah. how do I feel better in my body in the ways of working out in the ways of um, connecting you know, releasing some stress, you know, all these different things um, that isn't a boilerplate standard for everybody. It's, it's so right. You're so right. So do you have like clients who come to you and say like, I don't like how I feel. And like, I don't know where to start. Right. It's super intimidated by going into the gym. Like, I don't know how to cook. Like, you know, so like, cause I think we're taught, you know, I, this is what we're talking about. So like, what do you say to someone who's in that situation? Yeah. Um, I mean, first I say that you're not alone because I feel like we're all there. I mean, you know, like you said about my lifestyle, like it's not, it doesn't, it's not always easy for all of us to do the quote right things. And kind of what you said earlier, I don't hate to say like right or wrong, but navigating, even trusting our own intuitions about what feels good. Um, And I think the biggest roadblocks I get from people that come to me is I just don't have the time Mm -hmm. to do it. Um, and, or I just, I'm confused, you know, there's so much health jargon and I'm confused. They've usually come to me with something that they've heard, you know, Oh, maybe if I do that, maybe if I do this intermittent fasting, that's going to be the fix. Mm-hmm. I know what you said earlier, Jared, like we're, we're kind of tend to look for the 
the pill, the one answer, right? Yeah. And, and um, there isn't one. That's, that's the good news and the bad news, right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's all the things um, we got to do. So yeah, when people come to me, it, it seems to be, but that, that's what they want. Like it's a, it's a time crunch. And then they're, they're just kind of confused by so much health jargon that's going on. Right. Like what are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the things I love, like, you know, like following you on social media and everything. Like, you know, one of your posts, I think had contained the phrase of like, stop falling for diet culture BS. <laughs> and, you know, and it's almost like, I, I don't know, like, tell me if, well, I, I'd love to hear, hear how you feel about this, but, it's almost like people have to sort of unlearn that to kind of reorient themselves to, to this type of sustainable lifestyle change that you're talking about. So, so how do you navigate that with people when there's so much of that, especially for women in our culture? Yeah. Um, and that's so true too. Cause like my generation, we grew up that all fat was bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they did back in the eighties and nineties was they took fat out of everything but in order to make things taste good, because fat is delicious and satisfying and good for our bodies and helps us feel full and helps us absorb certain vitamins also. Um, but when they strip it from foods, they have to add something to make it mm-hmm. taste good. So they just added a ton of sugar. Oh, um, yeah. So now, we're, you know, we're having this epidemic of diabetes and all these things. Mm. Health, I mean, sugar is just wreaking health ha- issues on our health, like crazy. Um, but just that one simple thing, like I've been programmed, most of the people in my generation have been programmed that fat is bad and, or carbs are bad, right? Because what was Atkins and zone back then is now keto and whatever now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not against a paleo or something, but I, I I am against an extremism in any sort of way. Mm -hmm. Um, because it all, ultimately regardless of our programming what we've learned everything is boils down to all the doctors across the board will say that just the more fruits vegetables whole grains legumes we can eat more plant-based foods yes meat is okay the right kind of meats you know that kind of thing but we just need to be eating more real food that's Mm -hmm. that's it and that kind of goes back to the jb oliver thing that was a lot of what he was teaching as well um so you know that in a sense is simplified and that's that really helped me on my journey it's like i'm going to stop listening to all these things i'm hearing and i'm just going to make it easier on myself and try to eat more real food mm. um, but then it became really daunting because the more that i tried to do more real foods it, it required me to be in the kitchen more mm-hmm. um and this you know i had two kids under two when i started um doing all this more as a career and um and trying to feed myself and feed them well and all that. And it was a lot. So I really had to kind of structure and streamline my life so that I was still getting real foods and eating better, but also as quickly as I could. Mm-hmm. Right. So like somebody who comes to me and says, I can't cook at all. I can't boil water. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, sheet pan dinner is your new friend. You literally do nothing. We're just going to put it on the sheet pan. You're going to put it in the oven. And that is it, <laughs> you know? there's no cleanup there's no whatever like let's just start there yeah I love that um you know it's really interesting talking about like diet culture and like when I grew up like my dad was always on Atkins always on and off Atkins 
my mom was always just, she just eats in moderation. She really just eats whatever she wants. And she's always been thin. I mean, she's food isn't really like, she doesn't have an unhealthy relationship with it, but because I was in dance and then, you know, kind of getting the, my dad being on a diet or whatever, I went on my first diet at 15 years old. Wow. Hmm. And I wasn't overweight. I was thin. And, um, and it really messed me up because from that time on, then it was just fluctuating up and down. And, and I was like, oh, I can't, every time I ate sugar, I'd gain a pound. And so then I wouldn't eat to lose it. And it was just like the turn into this really unhealthy behavior. And it's still something I struggle with. I mean, my, um, I've been in relationships with, uh, in a relationship (laughs) with someone who also had a really unhealthy relationship with food and would go all day and not eat and then eat and, um, was always trying to like, you know, be like less, have less fat. And so then I, what that does to me is it's like, oh, well, I can't have any fat on me because then this person won't love me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, it's just, it's so interesting. Like just recently, actually, actually, um, I've, decided to just let a lot of that go. And like, if I want the cookie, I'm going to eat the cookie. And the weight has just like fallen off and I'm not even trying, like I'm not even trying. And, and so I don't know. I, I wonder like, how can you, like, how can, how can somebody start? Like if they're, if they're kind of like, I have so many people in my life that are Like they don't, they feel guilty when they eat sugar, including myself. Um, You know, we can't eat carbs. We always have to get it lettuce wrapped. Um, Choose the salad over fries. Um, You know, don't do this, don't do that. And then if you do, like it's a cheat day, right? Mm -hmm. That, that phrase, cheat day, cheat day. How can we unlearn that? And what can we relearn? Um, First of all, when you told me that um, about how when you ate the cookie, I got chills over my body. I, lo- I just love it. Um, because it's so true. Okay. There's so many pieces of this. So keep me on track. So it'll go on. Okay. Okay. Um, but I love that you just, yes, started more intuitively listening to your body of, you know, yeah, I want to eat a cookie. And I, I really encourage people to do that. Um, meaning what I, it, what's hard is the added sugar that we're, we don't know about, right? It's just yeah. camouflaged in our food. And that's what mm. I hate. And like, I, I resent the sugar in the packaged foods because we're eating it and not aware of it. And if I'm mm-hmm. like something to, that's going to accrue all the sugar points, you know, I want it to count. Totally. I want yes. the cake and I want the cookie. I didn't want it to be in the crappy box of wheat thins. Cause that's, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I, I encourage eating and I don't encourage a cheat day. It, it's just a, a fluid um, process. Um, I had a client recently and it was the same thing. She'd been dieting. She'd been doing all these things. She was um, also really focused on, yes, no carbs. And um, she was doing the very common thing, not eating very much during the day and then eating a lot at night, which of course we can get into that too, but you know, eating at night, that's when your body goes into fat storage. And like, that's when it's going to start holding on to things and all that, especially when it thinks it's in starvation mode all day long. Right. 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 Um, so it's just, it's, it's freaking your body out unnecessarily. Whereas if you just kept eating all day, it's going to help your cortisol stay down. So you're calmer so that your metabolism stays healthier and all of that. But 
um, in a mental headspace, which I think is really kind of what you're asking too, is how to get there mentally, which is you just have to really fo- control where you can control. And I even I hate that I use that word uh, control, but meaning keep your fridge and your pantry filled with good things that you're going to yeah. eat. And even that's, that's fruits and vegetables and good whole foods. And that's also some of the snack foods that you like that are better brands that I, I preach about a lot. Right. Um, you know, a certain kind of chips, like a CSA chip or, um, you know, just things that you can snack on that aren't totally causing inflammation in your body because it's got a ton of canola oil or whatever. So that way, when you are out, at a party or at a restaurant or whatever. And maybe you couldn't pick the restaurant that had, you know, is serving, you know, grass fed meats or, you know, more organic fruits and vegetables or things like that, that it, you know, it is what it is. And you're just going to eat that. And that's going to be the way that it is. And then you move on. Um, I, I try to tell people not to think of it as a day, meaning that that headspace, not a cheap day, Just because you had a meal or something that maybe "Mm, I shouldn't have had that burger and fries, not because it was bad for me, but because I know now I don't feel well and I want a nap. That's why you, that's why you're not wanting to do it. You're not doing it because it's bad. You don't want to do it because it doesn't make you feel good, but sometimes you do want it and that's nourishing in its own way as well. So instead of thinking, ah, well, screw the day, you just think, nope. I can get back on track in the next snack. I can get back on track in the next meal. I can, you know, so it's this through the week as opposed to really black and white. That mm. um, And I had a client really kind of turn the corner on that recently because she was like, I, I just could really um, forgive myself or feel okay. Mm. In that, that, you know, where before if I had done the popcorn and wine for dinner, then I would have been upset with myself for three days. And that then I would have been bad for, you know, would have not eaten something that felt good to me for three days. And now I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I guess I needed that popcorn and wine at that time. Now tomorrow I'm going to wake up and do my smoothie again, you know, just bouncing back in that way. So just like less guilt about it, which is hard. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like guilt and shame keeps you trapped in the compulsive behavior and beating yourself up keeps you trapped in the negative behavior, it doesn't help you get out, right? And like, um, I also love what you said, Jenny, because, you know, like people try to like white knuckle it and like use like discipline and willpower. And like those things are like myths. Like you, that's a finite resource that you run out of. And if that's your plan, like it's not going to, you know, I always say like, if I'm trying to get sober, and I drive by my favorite bar on the way to and from work every day, like I have no chance, right? So that idea of like controlling what's in your fridge and like making the decisions so you're not going to have to be like fighting and using up that willpower all the time is so cool. Totally. I mean, yeah, if you don't have Haagen-Dazs in your freezer, then you won't eat Haagen-Dazs. But what you will do and what you should do is call your friend and meet at the ice cream shop and sit outside and eat it together. Because that's, I love that. Right, like that is that is the holistic piece because not yeah. only is that also nourishing to you, you're also choosing a good quality ice cream shop that you're going to. You're then meeting a friend for socializing and having, you know, connection, which is a huge piece of holistic nutrition. 
right? Mm-hmm. And it's an experience and you're getting outside. Like there's so many things about that. Maybe you're going on a walk also. It's different than just, I'm just going to have a few bites while I stand here in front of the freezer and put it back. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that doesn't happen and that's fine, mm-hmm. but make the ice cream count. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I love that. Well, yeah. And, and tell me if this is too like hippie or woo woo for you, but you know, it, it sounds like you're sort of trying to move your clients and move people in awareness generally from like, I want to get skinny or do the, you know, or eat their things the right way because that's what I should do almost to coming from a place of self-love. Like, is that too corny? No, I, I mean, I love it. And, and, you know, it was a really, it was a hard piece for me too, like in marketing wise, because a lot of the marketing people that I talked to said, you know, you, you're going to have to talk about weight loss. And I mean, for a good four years, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, it really stunted my growth. Um, mm. because if you just say you're going to feel better in your body and you're going to love yourself more, it's, it doesn't, it yeah, doesn't give like, people a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not as tangible. Yeah. It's like, well, I want, but I want to lose 10 pounds yeah. though. So this woman's not going to, she's going to be like, she's going to tell me I'm okay as I am. And you know, like I, I totally get it. Right. So like, it was like, a, it was a block. It was a huge block for me. And it's like stuff I had to go into deep and whatever, because I was like, I can't feel good about that. And they were like, no, like you said, there's gotta be a, a point that gets them to you. So then you can teach and guide or you can't. Yeah. yeah, no, I actually love that. You should totally do that. You should trick people <laughs> into being like, yes, I'm all about weight loss. And then you like surprise them with self-love. And like, I I, I think that that is a, I, I think that that's a uh, like forgivable deception. I think that's like worthwhile. You know? But by the way, it's also so crazy yeah. that you started your career working at Shape Magazine. Like the, the, the title of the magazine yeah. is shape of like, what shape is my body? And if you're a woman, this is the most important thing that could possibly be true for you or whatever. That's totally. why. Yeah. And like you said earlier too, like what is it that women's self-esteem, you know, back in my day, it was like, we read a 17 magazine or a Vogue magazine or something and our self-esteem dropped, you know, several points after they tested it or whatever, you know, but our brain wasn't firing the same, all of that. I mean, Instagram, all of that is doing the same. So it's yeah. a really tough balance of mm. trying to really encourage that it's not, the goal isn't weight loss. It's just not. Um, it, the goal is to feel good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, yes, the extra weight can make you not feel so good um, because it is affecting, you know, organs, it's affecting mood, it's affecting a lot of things. But um it's important to fuel yourself and give your body the right nutrients it needs. And if that means you feel like, well, I just want to lose weight right away. Okay. We can address that along with these other things. We're going to talk about other things too. Uh, Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's important because there's, there's two sides of it, right? There's the side of like, okay, well we, we're not we're not shaming people for having extra weight. Right. But we also don't want to shame people that want to lose weight, hmm. you know, because it's like, 
like you said, it's all about what makes us feel better. And for this person, let's say they want to lose 20 pounds, as long as we can be there for them and be accountable to them and they have support to do it in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. then great good for them. For the person who doesn't want to lose the 20 pounds, but they just want to be healthier and they just want to feel better. They probably will end up losing some anyway, or maybe they don't. And they're just happy as they are. So I think it has to go both ways. Right. And, um, it's just, it's such a shame that we're in a culture that it's like, there's one way that you have to look and, you know, like you have to look like the Kardashians. And if you don't like, you better, you know, stop eating and go get a Brazilian butt lift and get a boob job and like tighten your waist. And it's like, it's sick. It's sick. What we're told that we have to look like, yeah. you know, that's so true. I had a client where, yeah, I told her to, cause she weighed a lot. And I said, um, we are the homework this week is to take the scale away. Um, and she kept it away for two weeks and to the point where at the end she, cause before she's like, I feel like I'm not losing anything. I feel like you know, this, and that, whatever. But after the two weeks of not having the scale, she was like, it's so interesting because my clothes fit better. Oh, wow. Right? It was like something was, and talk about woo-woo, but there was something holding it. Yeah. Right? Mm. It wasn't, you know, just things eating or whatever. There was something holding on to that um, that she wasn't able to kind of release or let go of. But she finally was like, I'm not going to talk about the scale and the few pounds that I want to lose. Just go, mm-hmm. You know, I was like, let's just stop it. Let's stop that for a little bit and see how it feels. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. I mean, emotional emotions can hold weight. Stress can hold weight, right? Because stress, why don't you talk? I would love for you to talk on stress a little bit because it, you know, our cortisol levels go off the roof and then it affects our nervous system. And we do maybe put on more weight or have, or just feel shitty. So can you talk a little bit about stress and maybe some ways to manage it through diet or meditation or anything along those lines? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you're right. Like, it, it, um, so cortisol is our main stress hormone in our body. So um, anytime we have anxiety or just regular stressors in our lives um, it's normal, but when it's constant, it, it triggers our body to be more in a fight or flight more often. Right? Mm-hmm. So if, if we're in kind of this low grade stressful place all the time, then our body will think, well, shit, there is a lion or a bear or something. And it's been here for a while, clearly. And I've got to do something to protect us. So I'm going to shut down all of the other bodily functions we don't need right now. Right? Mm. So it decides to shut down um, our immune system, our digestion, mm-hmm. reproduction, um, what, some other things that aren't needed in the fight or flight response, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we need it turned on. So our eyes dilate. So we have the adrenaline that we need, all of that. So it shuts down the other things so it can focus. And unfortunately, that constant thing that's happening um, makes your body hold on to weight also. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's just that maybe it's not even just the diet or whatever. It could just be a, you know, your body is in a chronic stressed out anxious state and um, you you can't get it. it, Mm -hmm. And is it true that that stress state 
and lack of sleep like make you sort of crave like sugary, salty foods more and those kinds of things? Yes. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, and I just read something recently. Okay, hold on. Two things. But I just read something recently um, that four to five hours of sleep for several days in a row makes you perform at a blood alcohol con- level of 0.01, which is legally drunk in most states. Mm. Stop it. Point one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Four to five hours of sleep, at, you're <laughs> legally drunk? <laughs> Over a couple nights. Over right? a few nights? Yeah. Wow. That makes so much sense, though. Right? It's like that detrimental to your coordination. Because yeah. I've been in that space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the yeah. worst. I hate not sleeping. It is yeah. the worst. And I would actually say that's the biggest pushback I get from people because nobody wants to lose those hours at night you know, where they can watch Netflix or whatever. Um, but it's so key. It's so key. Um, because yes, when our body is tired, so what it's doing is it's, it's going to look and kind of back to your white knuckling thing. If we think we can combat just by white knuckling, what our body is, our body tells us it needs, our brain can't Mm -hmm. override. Mm -hmm. It says, Oh my gosh, we're so tired. In order to get energy, I need carbs and I need sugar. Right? Mm. That's a logical response for a body that's tired. So it's going to search for it and it's going to find it. And if you can mm. hold off for so long, for so many days or weeks, but it will win, you know, like it's mm, yeah. going to find the donut pronto because it needs to stay awake. Um, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I find myself like, that's the thing I have a hard time with. It's like it's better now that I'm working from home in COVID, but when I'm at my office, like a lot of times there's like donuts or brownies or something like that. And like I will house stuff because I'm like in between meetings, like running from one thing to the next, and like just totally like full stress mode. And I'm just like, I will eat like two donuts as I'm walking down the hall. <laughs> Like Jared can pack donuts. food down though. <laughs> I mean, he'll eat dinner and then come to my house and eat a second dinner that my mom is prepared. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want any. And then like two plates later. I have a, I have a, pro- I, the problem I'm in right now is I live with my parents because of the pandemic and they do not eat super healthy. I mean, my mom cooks like whole foods, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of like just snacky stuff. My yeah. sister is around a lot. So there's cookies and chocolate And so again, like I think all things in moderation, really, but like when I go into snacking on things that make me not feel good, that I don't feel good for the rest of the day. And then I'm like, I kind of have that thing like, well, I already blew it. So I might as well keep going, (laughs) you know, Um, it is right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, you know, back to the, back to the stress thing um, and kind of maybe being able to like, what would you suggest to help with stress? You know, cause a lot of us can't change our jobs or, um, you know, we're in a fucking pandemic yeah. right now. Like we're probably all mm-hmm. in uh, or have been in fight or flight mode for a very significant amount of time. We're exhausted. So what, what are some tangible things that we can tend to? Um, I mean, first I would say, just like you said, we all have to be really gentle and, easy on ourselves because we have been in a pandemic and in a low grade, I think freaked out state, which, you know, is why people joke about, you know, the quarantine 15 or whatever, like yeah, normal. That's 
where we're at. Our body is like, how do we comfort? Because this is scary. Um, You know, we are coming out of this and feeling better and, um, you know, can kind of get back in a better place uh, health wise. But, you know, stress, kind of what we talked about before, like meditation, I love because it really does doing it over time restructures the way your brain fires um, and works. Um, you know, it kind of readjusts an area called the me center, which is funny. Um, uh, what is it? I forgot what it's called. Some kind of prefrontal cortex area, but, and by doing meditation consecutively, it helps us become less reactive to things. Um, it also helps us not take things so personally. Um, so I think it's such a key thing in relationships too, because I think a couple who's meditating together is thus less reactive to each other and all the annoyances mm. that may or may not come up. Right. So that mm. is really key. Um, and I love like insight timer. You can search by time frame. I love doing just a five minute meditation um, in the morning. I also really love what I call breath break in the middle of the day or any time, like anybody that's got a regular work job or a job where they're driving around, whatever I always suggest before you're going in to meet the next person, or even if you just left, you know, a really stressful meeting and then going to meet a friend for lunch, I think we all could use a breath break to break meaning. um, So I do what's called a four, seven, eight breath, which you breathe in through your nose for four counts, hold your breath, you know, that one, hold your breath for seven, out for eight, seven, and then out for eight. eight. Yeah. And it like totally recenters your, your body and your nervous system. So you're like, set and ready to go into the next um, thing without taking all the stuff that came from before, but into the next. So you're just in a less stressful state. Cause that simple thing. And I mean, you know, from yoga, just like how simple breathing can really affect mm-hmm. everything. Uh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And the trick with that, for those who, this is a new concept too, like you said, is to make sure the exhale is longer. So, you know, that's why you breathe in for four, you hold it. If you feel uncomfortable holding it, you could just breathe out as well. But when you, when the exhale is longer, it stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, right? So, and that counteracts the sympathetic nervous system, which acts up when we're like, "Ah!" so, um, so it's like, I love that though, just taking five minutes or two minutes to just breathe. You're in your car. Someone just cut you off. Just stop, you know, think about it. Um, I have a, I got like a free app on my phone because I'm on a lot of like Zoom meetings at work where I'm just muted, you know, like for a long time and like listening to like, and so I've got this app that I I can program like how long is the inhale, how long is the hold and how long is the exhale and there's different kinds of things and it'll just gong at me, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I, I can still follow the meeting and, but I'm consciously like in for six, then it gong. And then I, you know, and then I hold or breathe out or whatever. So that's, that's, that's one that I like to do. Cause it really does. Like it brings my heart rate down. Like I can feel it. Oh my God. It, yeah. I, it, I feel like that's, it's such a game changer. And that's something, especially if somebody's kind of like afraid of meditation or think that's too woo woo, like, you know, breathing in and out does wonders. Yeah. Um, it just, mm-hmm. as you yeah. said, like it's really important, the structure of how that breath is, um, you know, and also like walking, like simply walking yeah. around the mm-hmm. block, walking with a friend, walking, you know, a, a gratitude journal. I love, um, you know, reading, um, sex is great too. Like 
sex does so many things for us. I was going to, I was going to ask you, cause I want to be conscientious of your time. Um, but I want to ask about like, how can all of this fit into like the dating relationship world sex? Like how can we show up in a very, like in a continual holistic health way to dating relationships and then how can sex um help with that as well um i mean and a lot of what you guys had already talked about also just like how to feel good in your body too is going to help you the more that you feel good the better you're going to show up for someone else um in that relationship right so i think that's really important um you know and i i love and i think it's really important to do things that feel good to you that you love because when you're lit up then you know you're more open to receiving somebody else on that same vibration um and you know it's just key it's like you know when they tell people to go meet you meet someone at a meetup or an art thing or whatever something that's really kind of invigorating to both people on a vibrational level that maybe something new you've never done before i love those kind of things that all kind of go under the community umbrella of holistic nutrition, like doing something new and exciting or creative or artistic or vulnerable. Like those things are all keys um, for good holistic health, but also keys for finding somebody in alignment with you. Also. Mm. Um, I think that's just a really key piece. And then um, yeah, like kind of like we'd said with meditation too, you know, it helps you be less reactive if you're already in a relationship just to be able to kind of work through those things. And, you know, if you can have your own meditation practice or something, even grad journaling things you're grateful for about your partner, sharing that with mm. your partner. I love that too. Um, it's because a, a lot of times we get in these patterns too of, um, you know, we want to appreciate our partner for the things that they do do. It's really easy for us to criticize our partners, um, especially even when we know they're Achilles and things that they aren't, um, you know, they work on or whatever, then it's, you, you seem to see those more, but the more that you can write down and say out loud, I appreciate this about you. I appreciate this about you. It goes the same in life. You start seeing more of that, right? The brain sees more, um, examples of that. The brain loves to prove it's, it's hypothesis. Mm. So if you walk around all day and you're like, I'm never going to find the person. 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 It's going to be like, great. Yeah, you're not. Um, but if you're putting out more of a, you know, thing in your brain, that's open to, you know, there's somebody that's going to be a perfect alignment with me. That's all of that. Then they show up. Yeah. Yeah. We talked, we talked about that actually just very recently. I started reading a book about the power of spoken word. Right. And I've, been doing affirmations pretty consistently for almost a year now, but it's so important if like, like there's some phrases that I said for so long that I just so tempting to say, because it's like, it's situation happens and that I want to say it. And it's, you know, it's about my, my frustration with men. And yet the more I say it, the more I'm putting it out in the universe and the more I'm almost drawing it to me. Right. So instead you have to just kind of, um, reformulate how you're going to say things and, you know, of like, okay, well, you know, that didn't work out for probably a really good reason. And I'm so open and, and want to welcome this person in my life who is aligned with 
with things that I want to do. Um, so yeah, I love that so much. I mean, just honestly, just even, and you were saying, you know, write down things that you're grateful for your partner or even write things down. If you're not in a relationship of what you want your partner to look like. Yeah. Oh my you gosh. Know? So huge. It's amazing how many stories that you hear about when they actually wrote it down and put it in a drawer and then it's happened. I've had experiences of like that too. Um, and be specific. It yeah. can be that specific. Right. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, it's Gabby Bernstein, you know, talks about that too. I, I have a hard time with that too. Like seeing the negative things and not seeing them as gifts. You know, mm, so not like see it as a gift. I mean, it's, mm. it's so hard. It's like, we hear all these things and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it's, it's hard in practice. Um, there's a lot of times when we need some handholding along the way with a therapist or a coach or something to kind of guide along that process. Um, yeah. So well, really quickly, um, can you touch on sex a little bit? Cause you and I had talked before this and you were saying something about an orgasm a day, keeps <laughs> the doctor away. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely doing that. So <laughs> I mean, screw the apple. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Forget everything else we talked about. Let's just talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, kind of, I mean, it goes in alignment with all the things we're saying. Like we want to feel good. Um, and the orgasm does so many things for us, um, with or without a partner. Right. Um, it can help really connecting with your partner. Um, but even alone, like it's bringing oxygen into our, especially for women, um, we love this piece, but bringing more blood and oxygen to our face, which helps um, mm. boost collagen. <gasps> Stop it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to, I'm going to masturbate more. <laughs> vibrator, people. Like, what are you doing? I already masturbate a lot, but now it's going to, I'm just like, upping, who upping needs the a skincare Annie. routine who needs Botox? Have a I just masturbate. I know. Like, guys, I'm sorry, but my, my, my nutritionist told me to, okay? <laughs> <laughs> to do it oh my gosh I remember some spiritual teacher used to tell me like before um you know before you go to a party before you go whatever make sure that you're masturbating before that because you literally people be like god you're glowing you are glowing and you're like what really um and it does it gives this like um it's like you put chum in the water Mm. it's really interesting that I like kind of what what happens because I've had a lot of female friends who've done this in their single days and like do it go to the grocery store it is literally like chum in the water it's like the men sense it and interesting you know you know what I did I I was uh listening to podcast uh, an episode on girls gotta eat and they had someone that was talking about the power of manifesting when you orgasm yes and so, like, I've done that a few times where I've, like, affer- like said of, like, spoken word verbal affirmation as an orgasm. Yeah. Very power, very empowering. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Very empowering. Well, yeah. So, but, I mean, it just, it releases um, oxytocin, too, which is so good. It's like, a stri- oh, look. hi. <laughs> this is my little boy, James, you guys. Hi, James. Nice to see you. Oh, and Lainey's coming around the corner, too. Yeah, but just so many health benefits to that um, reduces blood pressure. You know, it's just like it's a healthy piece to the 
overall puzzle that we're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, it's really needed. So. Yeah. Okay. So I have one question to sort of shift us back kind of t- to where we started. And then I have some speed round questions. Okay. Let's do it. Are you good with that, Jen? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. okay. So by th- the way, I'm just going to say this for our listeners. You do not look like you're in your forties. <laughs> you look like you're 35. I have a ring light. <laughs> the ring light helps for sure. We also have a ring light. You going. still don't look like you're in your forties. Feeling good, baby. It's nice. <laughs> orgasms a day. <laughs> That'll do it. My mom is so proud. <laughs> I know. I I hope my mom doesn't listen to these episodes either. Okay. Question. Um, apropos. So, what is your advice to people with kids in terms of like how to work with kids around eating and food stuff? Ooh, great question. Thank you. Like how to help them, or how as a mom to feed yourself when you have children? Because those are. Ooh, I think like how do I? You know, like if I like let's say. The, the, my uh, ex who co-parents with me is like taking them to McDonald's and they want soda. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, like that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, that is hard. Um, I'm in alignment mostly with my ex. I mean, he will take them to get more burgers and junk and sodas and things like that. But um, we're pretty in alignment in that way. But it, when that question has actually come to me, um, I, I have heard that from a lot of people, even, you know, couples that are together it's just different ways mm-hmm. of yeah. doing things um and i mean feeding kids is hard in general but i, I just encourage people to kind of like what we said before like if there's fruity pebbles in the house they're going to eat fruity pebbles right so just yeah. try to keep you know options available like in the fridge right now Yes, there's potato chips in there for them. There's some granola bars in there for them. But there's also carrots, cucumbers, um, peppers, things ready to go so they can go in there and get banana, apples, oranges, you know, like, so I want them to go to that first. And I always encourage that for people too. Um, I, with kids, it's, it, it's a lot about that. They, they want to feel, especially little kids, mine are a little bit bigger now. But a, a lot of the classes I did with younger kids, kids, kids love to graze. So, mm-hmm. and we're, we also usually miss their cue of when they're hungry. So what's a really common phenomenon is they eat a ton after school because they haven't eaten for so long. They're exhausted. Mm. They played, they worked, they use their brain, they eat a ton and then they won't eat dinner. So the yeah. mom's frustrated because mm-hmm. she's like, he never eats dinner. He never eats dinner. Um, and there was a feeding therapist that I met many years ago who said kids are less likely to try new foods as the day goes on. And they're less likely to eat their, their biggest meal is not going to be dinner. Right. So try to focus on getting more of the nutrients. I actually use this technique on my clients too, because people do that too. They don't eat all day and they wait till the night, try to get as much as you can during the day and think of dinner as like a bonus. Right. Yeah. This, for, for parents, this relieves stress around dinner because a lot of times the parents feel stressed. Oh my gosh, I've got to get these vegetables in my kid. I screwed up all day long. I'm just going to harp on them at dinner and then it's stressful for everybody. Right. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. eat the broccoli, whatever. Instead, after school, lay out a huge platter of some of the junk that they love and tons of fruits and vegetables also. Right. So there's 
a ton of options and they're stuffing themselves with the good foods. And if dinner comes along and they eat a piece of broccoli and two or three bites of chicken, you're not worried about it. Or if they just eat the roll, right. Then you're Mm -hmm. you're less stressed about it. It's like, okay, I got them to eat the the more nutrient dense things when, when they were hungry, like focus on when they're hungry and know when that's coming, which you, you know, you'll learn it as you see them because it's never when you need them to be. I, I really, really like that. And I feel like even I do that now. Like I, I don't really eat a big dinner anymore. Um, and I prefer to snack. I like snacks. Like I would rather have like a plate of like carrots and hummus and some chip or um, some crackers and some olives. And to me, that's like a yummier dinner than like a full on big meal. Um, mm-hmm. And I also, you know, it's interesting. And I think, I want to just point out, like, you know, when I grew up, I learned you have to finish your plate. You got to finish your plate of food. And, you know, my, my, I grew up in a household where you ate food really fast because you didn't want it to get cold. And, you know, so now I eat food really fast. And I think at, (laughs) sorry, we're laughing because I've got this guy that's blowing me up right now. But, (laughs) um, so, you know, now I'm just, it's just easy to be like, <clears throat> okay, well, I need to finish my plate of food because I don't want to waste food, yeah. you know, and I got to eat fast because it's going to get cold. And like, this is how I eat food. So, you know, it's it, a lot of this stuff is learned behavior. So if as a parent, right, I'm not a parent, I, so I can't relate to this. But like, if you can kind of just, I love how you just, you have the options. You're not restricting the the quote unquote less healthy food from the, the child, you're giving them both options and they're so they're probably more naturally going to choose the healthier option because it's there. It's not a restriction. Right. And it's kind of like what we talked about earlier too. It's like, we want to get ice cream, but like, I don't keep ice cream here normally, but if we want ice cream, then we're going to go get ice cream. If we want a donut, we're going to go get a yeah. donut. We're yeah. going to go and go to someone who makes really good donuts and go and, and sit and enjoy that. Um, and Sidecar donuts. What? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It was so good. Stupid good. And I live on the East side. And we drove all the way to Santa Monica one time for a field trip. So I was like, we're <laughs> going to get donuts. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. It, 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 it's so true. It's like, if the more it's, if you put the things that are good for you in front of you and give you, yourself that as options and same with our kids, then we will eat the things that are good for our bodies and just, choose when you're going to eat the more crappy things. Yeah. yeah I love that. Okay. So uh, speed round, I'm going to throw a couple quick questions at you. Feel free to give quick answers. No pressure. Yes. Just fun yeah. and easy. Okay. Question one, is sugar an addictive drug? Yes. Okay. Uh, what should my relationship be to bread? Um, you should love it and it should be good quality sourdough bread. Okay. I love sourdough so much. Uh, do you have like a good, what's a good breakfast? Like give me a good breakfast recommendation. Um, I love overnight oats. So that's mm. seeds, oats, either coconut or almond milk. And I love to top it with nuts, a little bit of maple syrup or honey and fresh berries. Nice. Mm. Yeah. And people can just Google overnight oats recipe. There's like a bunch out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Mm. Um, okay, so if I'm eating mostly whole food and plant-based, this one's all about me. Yeah, I know. Um, 
do I have to worry about how much fat I'm getting? Because like nuts have a lot of fat. Avocado has a lot of fat. Like, should I be worried about that? I don't think so. Um, I no. If you're already eating mostly plant based and whole whole foods, and you're getting a lot of food, um, just want to make sure you you were getting enough. And then, uh, since you're are you not eating any meats or some meats? Some. Okay, that's what I say because I would just worry about maybe your B12 or something, and maybe supplement with that, but. Um, and mm. are you eating any fish? Because I want to make sure you would be doing an omega supplement too. Yes, I'm eating a little bit of fish. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Last uh, speed round question. <laughs> so, how does um, how do I inco- if I want to incorporate alcohol in a holistically healthy way? I want to add. I want to add caffeine to that question. Ooh. Oh, okay. So do alcohol and then do caffeine. Alcohol um, is delicious. But uh, I, if you're going to do wine, just really try to seek out one of, now it's kind of been branded clean wines. So go to a a smaller wine shop that has natural, biodynamic, organic type wines, because most of the general wines you buy anywhere have tons of sugar added, sulfites, which can cause a bunch of issues, like so many unnecessary, it's just like food, preservatives, chemicals, and things like that on a basic glass of wine and it can make your hangover that much worse. Um, it could just make you feel terrible because your, your liver's already having to filter out the alcohol. Let's just make it filter out the alcohol and not the other crap in the wine. So try to get a cleaner mm. wine. Um, there's tons of different places online. You can do dry farms. You can do scout and cellar. Um, you know, whole foods has a natural section. There'll be a natural section at most places. I've heard of Scout. Is it Scout and Cellar? Is that what you just said? I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great brand. It's out of Texas and you buy through, you can buy on their website. You can buy through a consultant, you know, Okay. Um, so you can like support somebody's small business. That oh, way. nice. Okay. And caffeine. Oh, it's so hard. Um, when i tell people i need to go to bed early and when i tell people they need to reduce their caffeine they're like we i don't want to talk to you ever again so (laughs) i really hesitate talking about it but yeah caffeine is revving your engines and revving your cortisol and your adrenaline and your anxiety unnecessarily so if you're gonna have coffee try to keep it to one cup if you're drinking coffee daily make sure it's organic coffee because or coffee is one of the most heavily sprayed with glyphosate and many other pesticides and things. Um, mm. And so you're drinking that daily. And so organic, limit it to one cup, and then also try to get maybe some good fats in with it to kind of slow the jitteriness or alter the jitteriness a little bit and mm-hmm. potentially switch to matcha. Which is- I was going to ask about matcha. It's so good. Um, so, I, I love matcha, like obsessed with it, love it. And it tastes a lot different to me than just a bag of green tea. So sometimes people say, yes, oh, I just don't like green tea, but green tea doesn't, it, it's not the same. Um, matcha is an acquired taste. It's not like, yes, you know, I got to pick up a cup of scotch and be like, this is delicious. Right. <laughs> but matcha, it, it gets that way. And then ease yourself into it by adding honey and mm-hmm. you know, a good almond milk, and that kind of thing. But Oat it's milk? really great. Um, oat milk, if it's glyphosate free. Okay. Okay. And ideally, you know, less gums and fillers. There's a great brand called Good Milk Co. Hmm. The best. Um, it, it's the purest 
of the pure. Um, I'm trying to think other brands. Oh, and Malk is a good brand. You can get at the grocery store and they, it's filler free oat milk too. And it's organic. So if it's organic and it doesn't have glyphosate, but most people are buying Oatly. Yeah. With Oatly, if you're going to buy Oatly, you want to buy the fat free one, which I would never encourage anyone to buy anything fat free. Right. With Oatly, it means that the rapeseed oil slash canola oil is not in it. Um, Hmm. And I think now they have a glyphosate residue free stamp on it. I have oh. sure, but I think that's the case. Cause I think enough people revolted and were like, we love Oatly, but it's toxic and we can't drink it. So I think they've changed it, but double check. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. But and the reason they put an oil in there also is because it's, it was made to be a vegan supplement milk. And like you said, you're worried about fat. So that was just another way to get fats into mm-hmm. vegans. So just get the fat free one. Um, so it doesn't have any oils in it. So oat milk is fine. I really love almond milk, but change it up. Like you can make milk, not milks with lots of different things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, and but back to the matcha, like uh, coffee, the caffeine spike goes like this and drops. So you crave more at the end. Yeah. Right. Um, matcha hits here. So it sustains your energy longer. So you don't need a, a hit. Um, and it also has L-theanine in it, which um, calms calms your body at the same time. Well, I love that I just found out I'm super healthy from eating or drinking matcha. What, but you <laughs> have to be careful because you're drinking like matcha lattes with like tons of sugar in them. That's now, I don't put fun. sugar in my matcha lattes. Oh, good for you. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't. I like. I like the taste of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's good. But, I mean, even if you put a little honey in it, it's not going to hurt you. No. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but I'm saying people though. who like go to Starbucks, right? Like, you give know, me the yeah, you gotta, yeah. Starbucks that, coffee. That's a good tip, though. Like, if you get a matcha out at a coffee shop or like uh, Starbucks, it will most likely be a matcha mix, which means it does have sugar in it. Yes. So, yeah. Right. So you want to ask them, like, what kind of matcha is it? Is it a mix? Totally. Yeah, you uh, want to make sure it's just the pure matcha that you would have to add a little honey to if you yeah. wanted. But I mean, it's grassy and earthy. It's, you know, totally. Unless there's yes. a lot of honey in it, someone's going to taste it for the first time and be like, there's no way. But also, I try to remind people the first time you had coffee, it tastes like hell too. Mm-hmm. You didn't love it. I promise you. In your 20s, yeah. you just started drinking it because that's what you were supposed to do. And it tastes like burnt chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jenny, you are such an amazing person. I'm so glad we connected through a mutual friend. And I want our listeners to like seek you out. You are super knowledgeable. Tell us about how they can find you, what services you offer for for people. My address is, no, I'm just kidding. My number is 323. No. Um, Instagram, and it's Jenny Giles, just like it sounds. J E N Y J I L E S. And website is the same Jenny Giles, J E N Y J I L E S. And um, yeah, Instagram, I'm doing just like daily tips and things like that. And website, you can do my sugar free blueprint, which is like a five day plan, um, which is awesome. And I highly encourage you to do it. And, or you can work one on one with me. So yeah. Love it. I love it. Love to meet some of your Yay! Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, we appreciate you. Yes, thank you. It was really fun being on. Jenny, thank you so much. You're such an amazing human being. I'm so glad that we, uh, mutual friends set us up. Yes, so cool. Go check her out. At Jenny Giles, jennygiles.com. 
Um, and guys, we love you. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank yes. you for supporting our show. Uh, so follow us on Instagram at Podcast at underscore Leanna Joan, at the real Jared Rodriguez. Subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, And our website has all of it. Sponsors, social media, Patreon, www.halongabypodcast.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.